Today's episode of What's in the Box Office is brought to you by HelloFresh. Do you feel like you're stuck in a dinner rut? With HelloFresh, you get fresh pre-measured ingredients with mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip all those trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. You can now enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in 30 minutes or less. With over 25 recipes to choose from each week, there's something for everyone to enjoy. All recipes are designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. I went on their site, I took a look, you know, it's starting to get a little chilly around here. Uh, not so much today, but last week and into the future. October's coming. Uh, settled on a uh, English-style lamb stew with roasted potatoes. That sounds so. very yes. much up your alley. Doesn't it? Yeah. And even for someone like you, who is not, you're not a soup person, you don't tend to eat a, uh, sort a of meal. more liquidy meal in a bowl. Yeah. I feel like an English-style lamb stew, it's full of meat, it's full of big chunks You've of potatoes. You've made stews I before mean, that I've eaten, I'm yeah. Just, I'm saying, this is a, uh, this is a satisfying true. meal for uh, even the uh, less soup-inclined I would eat it. Us. You can go to the link in our show notes and get a big deal, $80 off, including free shipping on HelloFresh, the number one meal kit. This weekend at the box office, audiences were on the outside looking in as that dear old Evan Hansen was waving through his window at all the people not seeing his movie. Plus, Flick or Tree continues with another special guest and another spooky movie. We're going over everything that happened at a theater near you on this 170th episode of What's in the Box Office. Hello everyone and welcome to What's in the Box Office, your weekly look at movies and the money they make. Each week we sit down and pour over the weekend's box office returns and tell you what we think they mean for the industry at large. I'm your host, Brian. I'm your host, Noah. And, oh God, my remark, uh, far too poor taste to make. Oh my. Well, it's it's also the only thing I know about Dear Evan Hansen, really. Oh, then yeah, it would probably be poor uh, taste. Yeah. But Julianne Moore's in it. Do that. Do something yeah, like that. okay. Uh, hopefully... <laughs> <laughs> no, that was bad too. How about Amy Adams? You got something for her? Is Amy Adams in it? Oh, she, she plays Connor's mom. Uh, hopefully, Dear Evan Hansen will translate better to the aliens that invade than it did. An arrival. Yes, 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 yes. Gotcha, gotcha, uh, gotcha. Right, fine. Third, third time's the charm. That is a palatable remark. Mm. If I remember, I will share uh, both of my thoughts with you off mic. Okay, later. looking forward to it. Uh, in the meantime, let's get to the top five. Last Marvel-themed one, unless something goes really wrong next weekend. Well, that was my thinking. Uh, this is going to be our uh, our last MCU-themed one. Mm-hmm. So I'm going big. I'm going to I'm going to the actual top five. We're doing top five MCU movies. Wow. Uh, based on my feelings this afternoon. Wow. Without revisiting them. So this list is probably off here or there, but we're going with it anyway. Mm-hmm. Number five, Spider-Man: Homecoming. Okay. I said uh, said many times. I'm often kind of I often kind of forget and I'm reminded when a good Spider-Man property comes out that Spider-Man is probably on balance my favorite hero. Right. I uh, because he's just such a combination of a fun and interesting character with great powers and great villains. Uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming. Great was, responsibilities. Yeah. Great powers. Great responsibilities. Uh, all that wrapped mm-hmm. up into one. Uh, Homecoming was the first uh, MCU adjacent. I guess it's fully MCU, but it's also Sony. You know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, 
take on Spider-Man. I think Tom Holland has been the best, uh, the best package of a, of a Spider-Man Peter Parker actor that we've gotten. Yeah, I think he's uh, he's the best Spider-Man we've had. Yeah, he does uh, he does both very well. Yeah. Whereas the previous two could only do one of them. I think uh, the sort of small uh, small scale small stakes uh, fight with the Vulture was very uh, very refreshing and well done throughout. Mm-hmm. Michael Keaton was great. Holland was great. Uh, Marissa Tomei as Aunt May is a lot of fun. Just a very very refreshing and uh, good take on a movie. I like Spider. I like I, I love a Homecoming. I like Far From Home better. That is a valid take, and I respect your. I did. Uh, I did like it better. I respect your opinions as a uh, very well seen uh, moviegoer. Mm. I also think that's uh, Cuckoo Bananas, but that's that's just fine. That's just differences. Gyllenhaal is just a force. No pun intended, because it's a f- the four elements, but the elementals. Um, but uh, it's got a great uh, twist on a villain, and it's organic, and I uh, like. How it continues the story after Endgame, I just think it's good. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad movie by any means. I just, I, I, I do think the, the trip to Europe loses something fundamental about your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't think he's as interesting when he's defending Prague, mm-hmm. wherever it is there was. But, uh, but again, we're we're both we're both entitled to what we got, and it's a fine, it's a perfectly fine movie. I. It is not my number four. It's a great pull quote. <laughs> Critics are calling it a perfectly fine movie. <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm it's gonna, like a pull quote for like "Woman in Gold." I'm I'm available for any trailers or posters. Uh, do they get a fee? When they AARP uh, calls pulled? "Woman in Gold" a perfectly fine movie. Uh, I don't think so. Probably Maybe they well, do. I don't know. It's a small fee is all I ask. I think that's reasonable. My number four is Black Panther, mm-hmm. which. Uh, just the the greatest payoff could could not have been more excited for Black Panther. There was so much hype leading up to that. The trailers were amazing. Yeah, uh, we got the jewel song. Yeah, the, the run the jewel song was perfect. We've gotten a little uh, a little taste of Black Panther in Civil War, and so we're ready for the movie. And it just delivered on all uh, on all accounts. Had a a great uh, a great villain turn from Michael B. Jordan. Had just enough. I thought you were going to say Andy Circus. <laughs> no, but Andy Circus is good too. <laughs> uh, had just enough sort of a higher-minded stuff without trying to be like, "Oh, this is a this is the Thinking Man superhero movie." Mm-hmm. Like it's still it's still an MCU movie, but sort of the uh, the isolationist uh, questioning questioning the isolationist ideals, the sort of astral plane scene with uh, Killmonger and his oh. father. Uh, all just like surprisingly interesting stuff for an mm. MCU movie. Uh, very fond of that one, as is everyone on Earth. Right. Number three, Avengers: Infinity War. Okay, I know your top two. I uh, all right. I uh, this is a a, a little a, a little rule I made for myself going in that I would only have one of Infinity War and Endgame. Okay, I know one of your top two. Hey. <laughs> You have Infinity War over Endgame. I do. I think Endgame has huh. the. Uh, I think Endgame has the higher highs, and just uh, certainly the probably the highest highs of the MCU at all. The final uh, the final battle is just just incredible. Just the coolest shit that I've ever uh, ever seen in my life. It still affects me watching the uh, 
Assemble. Watching the Avengers assemble, and even just and pretty much everything from Thanos' arrival, yeah. launching the missiles and destroying the compound on, it's it's just all great. Yeah. But I think I think Infinity War is a more complete movie. I think Endgame does kind of objectively wander a little bit. The extra layer of time travel like has some has some good stuff in it. Tony meeting his dad is nice, but still just kind of feels like a Another another step we got to go through just gets it gets a little wobbly in the middle. Okay. I think is uh, also Fat Thor like didn't love. Well, it's funny because he's fat. It is funny because he's fat. So the fat jokes just gold every time. I it just was kind of was kind of a letdown after Infinity War was the coolest that Thor like could be. I think he's. He's got such potential to be awesome, and he fully realized yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, the idea is sound, that he's going through grief and depression. Yeah, and even even while not liking Trauma. all the Fat Thor stuff, like, when he meets when he meets his mom and does the whole, like, okay. I am still worthy Incredible. stuff, it still pays off Incredible. somehow, like, completely. Uh, but I, for those reasons, I went Infinity War mm-hmm. over Endgame, because uh, Infinity War is still great, still a lot of uh, a Okay, lot of I think I know you too. Oh right. yeah, I do actually. I'm gonna right. guess. But do you, okay. I'm uh, gonna guess Iron Man is next. No, Iron Man. Uh, the first Iron Man's on the list. No, it's not. Uh, oh. Made the short list. Okay, then. Well, I know what your number one is. There's a, well, there's, there's, a, so, there's a big one you're missing for two then. No, you're only doing. Oh, so it's just the Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> All right, say it then. All right, number two is Thor Ragnarok. Oh right, I did. I was missing a big one. You're yes. right. I there's a lot of there's a lot of talk every time a new Marvel movie comes out about how this one's a this one's a heist movie. This one's a like a take on John Carpenter. This one's this. This one's that. It's mm-hmm. a political thriller, whatever. What's the take on Carpenter? Hardly ever. I don't. I don't know. The uh, Mountains of Madness, maybe. Multiverse oh, of Madness, maybe. I don't know. That was just like a, okay, gotcha. a sort of subgenre. I think. Okay, sure. Uh, and oftentimes it's like kind of true, but like not actually. Whereas I think Thor Ragnarok is is just like a comedy. It is not it is not funny in the way that like the MCU movies are clever and you kind of chuckle throughout. It's just legitimately funny, mm-hmm. like laugh out loud throughout. Uh, an incredible distillation of what Taika Waititi can do and what the MCU movies are together into one thing. Uh, just immensely enjoyable and rewatchable. Uh, just, just very, very much funny. You know my, uh, you know my number one then. Yeah, uh, Captain America: The Winter Soldier. It is the Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is the socio-political thriller. Yes, in the way that, like that one is, like kind of is, but also uh, the middle section is. Sure. Yeah. The, the middle, Before all the things crash into each other. The, the middle the section end. kind of is. Uh, but I think the the action in the Winter Soldier is some of the MCU's best. Russo Brothers' first uh, MCU movie. Yeah, the Russo Brothers came out with a bang mm-hmm. in this one. They shot the shit out of those action scenes. Uh, Winter Soldier makes an incredibly cool villain. He's got the metal arm and the mask, and he's just like shooting shit. Uh, and there's a music cue every time he shows up too, and yeah. it's really good. Sort of, sort of Wonder Woman esque, <clears throat> just a little like, yeah. wobbly and high pitched. It's good stuff. Uh, I think I think it's just the tightest the tightest movie overall, right? Uh, and is just firing on all cylinders throughout. I uh, 
I really like it. It also makes the Captain America's turn away from, like, government forever into, I don't know about that, guys, that will then go on to pay off mm-hmm. throughout the rest of the franchise. Uh, and, yeah, that is uh, that is my choice for number one. Yeah, I think, like, uh, I don't know, Civil War is just so high for me. I always think of, go back to that and just, I think that might be my favorite, but... There's so a lot you left off. You left off Guardians. I did. People love Guardians. You love Iron Man. I do. I think the, uh, you know, the, the first Guardian, the first Iron Man's and Civil War were probably, and I guess Endgame, mm-hmm. uh, after my rule, were probably the the last cuts. Mm-hmm. They're all uh, they're all vying for number six yeah. in a certain way, which is a, a very respectable spot. Sure. This is a, you know, the, a, lot, a lot of the MCU movies are fine. Uh, but the top the top tier of them, I think, are really good. But Noah, we we have a very exciting weekend to talk about. So please, the top five of the box office. Well, fine. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings did top the box office again with thirteen point two million dollars. It's a thirty-eight point seven percent drop that is up to one ninety-six point four million. Dear Evan Hansen opened at number two with seven and a half million dollars. Free Guy came in at number three with four point one million. That was an eighteen point eight percent drop. It was up to one hundred and fourteen point one. Candyman stayed at number four with two and a half million. That is a twenty-eight point eight percent drop. That's up to fifty-six point eight. And Cry Macho came in at number five with two point one million, a fifty-two point two percent drop. That is up to eight point three million dollars. Our feature presentation, Dear Evan Hansen, opens with seven million dollars. Uh, yeah, this is a, it's, Broadway shows are tricky. We've talked about this a lot. You know, sure, for every, for every hairspray, there's a producers. A lot of giant musicals, the producers, Rent, Phantom of the Opera, Cats, have musicals that ran for years and years and years, run all the Tonys, all that kind of stuff, come out with high profile films and flop. And there's not really a reason why, because it, it does seem like a good bet. You take something that made so much money on Broadway, was the show of the decade, whatever, and you expect it to just automatically be it. People who couldn't see it in New York finally get a chance on the big screen kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and that was the case. Darren Hansen's a newer musical. Obviously, it, does, it doesn't have like the rent coming out You know, 10-plus years after the musical debuted, Phantom, same thing, 20-plus uh, years since that debuted. Um, and, uh, and so that's maybe part of it. It's still on Broadway with, uh, you know, you could, you could still not right now, but at the time, um, in the Heights came out, uh, in June made more than this in opening week in its opening weekend that was available on HBO max. This is available nowhere, but theaters, um, in the Heights had great reviews, uh, big buzz, this did not. This was marred by, I think, just Twitter controversy over Ben Platt's look. Like, I don't think that, like, my mom and her friends knew or cared that he looks weird in the movie. No, probably not. Um, but... No, the, no, no. People are observant. But the uh, the reviews... I also, I also heard that in the movie it's not as jarring, except for... Okay. I think they do a flashback scene, but like it's just you just kind of you kind of get him in middle school. Yeah, you just kind of get used to it. Um, Back when he was happy, but it uh, it just didn't it didn't work. I think reviews had to be there, and I really think for this type of film because it's not a big colorful musical, 
like in the heights or like hairspray or like into the woods not right. colorful just big in scope this sure. is a, this is a character study about suicide uh and so i think for this to really be able to break out it would need to connect with critics and have oscar buzz at this point which i they were arguably hoping would happen um when they made the movie and slotted it for a september release date so it didn't work and uh, it's not going to deter people from... I still think Universal really needs to pull that trigger on a Wicked musical. I think you get the right people behind that, and that could be huge. Again, big production values. Um, also, Wicked, able to connect to just children. It's a fairy tale. Sure. It's a Wizard of Oz. Um, you know, and I, I think that in five years, we do a, like an actual version of Hamilton. You know, the Hamilton... Um, filmed musical was supposed to come out in theaters. Right, that was going to be this a month. Thing of its own. This month or next month, it was supposed oh, to come wow. out. Yeah, in theaters, and uh, then they put it on Disney Plus last year. Treat. Um, but uh, I think that when Hamilton is actually like filmed cinematically, and there's tracking shots and coverage and shit, uh, and like an all-star cast, or bring the original cast back, um, then uh, I think that's going to be huge as well. Let me uh, let me ask you this. I think uh, also you get battle scenes in that, which would be cool. Sure, I think the most uh, the most interesting <laughs> one floating out there right now. Huh. Uh, could the Book of Mormon hit big? Look, let's let's fan cast it. Do they have to be young? They have to be young, right? Yeah, I guess. Shit. Yeah, I think uh, you probably probably can't get Randall's anymore. Well, I was thinking Jack Black for. Uh... Oh. God, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. In, with that, having the cloud of the original cast is not going to help you. I think you're going to need um, uh, a name yeah. in these these big roles. So I just don't know who's. who's yeah, who's what's funny and young? Yeah, who's who's uh, funny? I'm gonna look up funny young. No, it's gonna bring out a bunch of Twitter people. <laughs> funny young movie actors. I feel like. Uh, 80-year-old man. Could, could Tom Holland do the Rannells part? Tom Holland. Let's assume they can sing. Okay. Because, like, I don't know the answer to that. What about, um... Hemsworth? I... He's funny. Yeah. Look, he's got good timing. I, th- I think I think way too old. Okay. This is like a... This is, you're looking for, like, school-aged... They're supposed to be in school? Yeah, I think that I think that's roughly when they go on their mission. Oh boy. Uh, yeah. Well then I don't know. This is gonna be this is gonna be a disaster to think about. Yeah. Um Ooh, what's that one guy's name? Hang on. Finn Wolfhard. <laughs> Noah <laughs> Jupe. No, thank you. Uh, no, it was in a bunch of stuff in a row. Uh, Finn Wolfhard. No, it's just the 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 rich guy the rich kid from Booksmart. Who was oh, uh, Noah Gav Gavlin. G- uh, Galvin, yes. Galvin. Uh, oh, sure. I mean, he doesn't bring any box office club. My whole point in doing that was to be like, who uh, who could have uh, the box office pull here? Yeah, which will be tough. Um, oh, interesting. He uh, apparently went on to take over the titular role of Dear Evan Hansen. Yes. In real life. And they're dating, if I'm not mistaken. Ben Platt and Noah. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Pretty sure. You looking that up? Look that up. Um, I'm pretty sure that they're they're uh, seeing each other. Oh, this is. Uh, I'm sorry. This is not who I was thinking of. Who? This what? is like the theater kid from Booksmart. Think of. Uh, oh, you're thinking of the guy from um. From the uh, zombie show. Santa Clarita Diet. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember his name. You'll tell me and I'll remember it. I will. Oh, he could for sure do it. Uh, Noah Gavlin could do it too. He was very funny in Booksmart. Skyler Gisondo. Yeah, him. He could do it. Um, Never heard his name before, apparently. Book of Mormon would be... Uh, you keep the budget under 50. Yeah. And you position it as the big... You slot it in the early June hangover slot. And you position it as the big raunchy, even though it's not raunchy, but the big R-rated thing of the summer. Yeah. And you get Trey and Matt to direct. Okay. Interesting. Be their first movie since Team America. But that way you can... Uh, that that would be the big stunt thing, I would, yeah. I would assume. And hopefully you can get some kind of stars behind it. I don't remember the other characters necessarily. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think I think that could hit. You'd have to really get, you know, young people to go. Yeah, but I think I think South Park still has enough cachet in the world that it might. I mean, South Park movie made like fifty million dollars. I think South Park might be a bigger deal now than it was then. Okay, they're doing movies for Paramount Plus, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that could do it. But uh, this Dear Evan Hansen thing, it just it didn't work. And there's a really qu- I mean, this wasn't going to be a, a hundred million plus movie. This would have been sixty million. As a ceiling. Yeah. Um, but it's just not doing well. And I think we should uh, move on. Uh, second weekend, uh, Cry Macho dropped 53.8%. Made another $2 million. That's $8 million total. Uh, we all knew that would happen. We can move on. <laughs> it's not making money. It's for adult audiences, and they're not going to the theater right now. And also, in the second weekend, Cop Shop. Uh, <laughs> made one point two, dropped 45%. And that's a $4.5 million total. Uh, it's supposed to be good, I guess. Maybe you and I will seek it out later. We got a lot of spotlights. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, you said held on to the top spot, is officially passed Black Widow. Okay. As the highest grossing film of the pandemic. So Very exciting. So we finally got there. It'll, cross, it'll be the first film of the pandemic to cross $200 million domestically. Big hit. Crowd-pleasing, apparently. Free Guy. Uh, as you mentioned, dropped another 19%. Mr. Drukey cost it crossed $300 million worldwide. Remember, this cost about 100 to make. And uh, it is just not going away. It'll get over 120 for sure, maybe even 125 by the end. Well, quite the string of small drops these past few weeks. Yeah, it's nice to see. I mean, the numbers aren't big, but it's nice to see. Uh, Candyman... Speaking of small drops, 27. The reason why I wanted to mention Candyman, it made another 2.5, dropped 27%. It's at about 57. That's going to get over 60. That, this is the second week. It's been available to rent on PVOD. And yet, the drops have been minuscule. People are still going to the theater to see this. It has 73 million uh, worldwide. If it gets over 60, which it will, I feel like you got to pull the trigger on a, on a sequel and just keep that budget in place. Oh, yeah. 20, 20 million, but I feel like that's a no-brainer for another I, one. I, I think there's definitely going to be a Candyman too. Gotta or three or six, four, oh, five. Okay, there's this is a direct sequel to the first one, and it's also the fifth one or the fourth one, I believe. One of those. All right, so just give it like a title. Yeah. 
Uh, Paw Patrol the movie crossed $100 million worldwide. Good for that. Yep. It's about time Paw Patrol saw some success. <laughs> Uh, Scott Mendelson informs mentioned that old with now 90 million worldwide has crossed five times its budget worldwide. So big money maker. Um, uh, M Night uh, gets a lot of that profit. And finally, Dune, still weeks away from being released in the states, is doing great business overseas. It opened in a few more theaters. Its drops in most of its territories were minuscule and it currently already has 77 million dollars worldwide um if that's any indication then the worry that uh people in america aren't going to be open to dune and its uh, ambitious storytelling um people might be excited for it we'll see i do want to mention that um uh somebody uh there was an article on twitter and I'm wondering if I need to log in. I really hope I don't. I do. Um, someone in Variety wrote an article about how releasing Dune on HBO Max is, is a bad idea. Like the one movie everyone's really clamoring to see. You can't put it on HBO Max free. And in the article, and I believe the article has now been edited okay. to take this out. But originally said, in the pre-times, Dune could have opened to $175, $200 million. <laughs> now, if it makes $90 million in a few weeks, you know, HBO Max is going to be is gonna release a statement to the likes of, well, it's not what we had hoped for, but blah, blah, blah. First, this is a professional who gets paid to do this. this I, don't, here, I don't get paid to do this. $175, $200 million is bananas. For Dune, ninety million in the normal times would have been incredible. One hundred and seventy-five million dollars is bananas for anything at all. That isn't an MCU property. Yeah, and even even then, that isn't like one of the last two Avengers. Right. Like any MCU movie, like if Black Panther two opens to one hundred and seventy-five million dollars, wouldn't that be good? I'm gonna find the. Opening weekend here. Uh, are you just not going to have it because you suck? Alright, I gotta just Google it. Biggest opening weekends. Okay. Biggest opening weekends. Uh, we'll go in the $75 million range. Okay? 175 Iron Man 3, The Beauty and the Beast remake, Captain America Civil War, Incredibles 2. You know what made less than $175 million? The, in opening weekend, the last Harry Potter movie. The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight Rises. Yes, <laughs> like, dude. you think Dune is going to make more than all of... Get out of here. $175 million, just for context, would be the 13th highest opening weekend of all time. It's insane. It's insane. Anyway, Two, 200, which was also within the range. Yes. 200 would be eight. Yeah. Would be the eighth highest opening that is, of all. That is what the first Avengers opened to. And we were all like, oh my God, my, eye, my eyes were bleeding when I read yeah. that number. It was like incomprehensible. Um, but uh, all this to say that Dune is doing really well overseas. And it could mean that audiences uh, are just ready for it. So I'm hoping. I certainly am. I'm hoping. Uh, and that's all I got. All right. Well, then let's move on to everybody's favorite game. Did it make more or less than open water? 
We all know how to play. I name a movie. You tell me whether it made more or less than open water at the box office. For a bonus point, you can choose to tell me what year the movie came out. Are you ready to play? Yes. All right. Going a little far back in time with our first film, Unfaithful. More. Unfaithful. Sorry, I navigated away from the page. Did make more, yes. 2002. Ooh, strong start. Two for two. It did come out in 2002 with more money than open water really going for the kill this week. Sorry, in the in the looking up of the uh, there we go, the looking up of the opening weekend records, I accidentally navigated away from my page for the next game, and I had to get back. Mm. Now that I've done vamping, we can move on to our second film, Project X. Less, more yeah. actually, and like, it's yeah, not that, insignificantly more. Yeah, that opened big. Project X made a surprising amount of money. Oh, I like it. I I don't think it gives too much away when I tell you that it made uh, more 60. like no it was in the fifties. Oh okay. But still, yeah, sure. the found footage party comedy. Two thousand. Oh god, I'm never gonna get this. Two thousand and thirteen. You were very close. Uh, it came out in two thousand twelve. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, and then our final uh, cult hit, Ex Machina. A lot of talk about Ex Machina. More. These days. Mm, less. I thought you were trying to trick me. No. A lot of talk about Ex Machina, so I think you were going like, so it must be less, because I keep hyping it up as this big hit. But if I'm mentioning, if I'm using it as an example, as a thing, then it must be, you know. So, been... you, were, so you were looking for a double trick. Yeah. Uh, whereas I was just going for a single trick. Yeah. That came out in 2000 and... Fifteen. Fifteen is absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. Thought I was going to go for a string of three victories in a row, but no. Nope. You've come back. I did. And secured the win I'm back. with three points. Congratulations. Thanks. Come and gone from a theater near you. Are you ready to go back in time? Yes. All right. Uh, I hope you're. Uh, I hope you're still feeling hot after that one, because this might be a tough weekend in 2017. September 29th. House, House of the Clock and its butt. No. That is not <sighs> Yeah, I'm looking for a, one movie, though. I'll, I'll do a bonus round of the second one, but I'm not going to make you guess that. All right, just uh, start with the clues. Let's one go. One movie, it opened at number three, oh. but just barely. Okay. Uh, it could have opened at number two, or it could have opened at number one? It could have opened at number one. Okay. Uh, three, two, and one were all, like, very close. neck and neck. I... Uh, Perhaps a surprising number three opening, considering the uh, star power in the lead role of this film. In the lead role? Yes. No. Uh, and perhaps the, uh, you know, the, rel- the relative successful track record of its director, uh, who had in the past... Let's see, get here to this gentleman's career. He had in the past started... A very successful franchise. Uh, he had uh, dir- just directed a number of, uh, you know, not necessarily big performers, but uh, but real legitimate Hollywood movies. Name you would recognize. Mm-hmm. Uh, based on a true story, this movie uh, involves planes. I don't know. I, st- I struggle with the crew with the clues. It involves planes. Sully. No. No. 
Philippines and uh, the CIA. American Made? Yeah, that's the one. A lot of fun, that movie. It was kind of fun. Yeah, it's a good time. Um, Lyman directed it. Dougie Limes, he's going to space with Tom. I think he's directing that space movie they're doing. Oh. You knew, you knew about this. Chaos Walking? Or no, Chaos Walking is that... Um, Lock, Lockdown is the she Weddle LG4 Anne Hathaway coronavirus movie. Oh, okay. Chaos Walking is the Tom Holland Daisy Ridley movie with a giant oh, cast no. that nobody saw. That's no, they haven't shot it yet. It's gonna be the years. it's gonna be the first movie shot in space. I uh, okay, I'm sure I've heard about that when it was announced. Uh, Even though I think now, I think Russia just sent people up there to shoot in space now just to be the first, but sure, first Hollywood production shot in space. So uh, what did uh, how did American Made open then? Eighteen. 16. 16.7. Okay, uh, falling 17. just below it in its second, or its fourth weekend mm-hmm. with 16.9. And Kingsman the Golden Circle in its second weekend ah. with 16.93. Wow, Kingsman repeated. Yes. Wow. Uh, very tight. Uh, bonus round. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie opened at number five, so I will not hold it against you if you don't remember it. We're looking for a horror remake. Oh, a horror remake. Did we see it? Uh, no. I don't. Why? Uh, I think it was supposed to be quite bad. Carrie? No. Uh, smaller, smaller scale. But it opened uh, number five. It did open number five. I don't know. Kind, Give me a clue. Kind of interesting cast, as I recall, though. Looking, uh, looking back. Do we see the oh, original? That's what. Uh, that's why. Do we uh, see the original? Cast. I haven't seen the original. Uh, huh. I need, I need to see more. What else you got? Uh, let's see. Uh, the original. I'll give you the cast of the original and see if uh, okay. maybe you've seen it. Features uh, Kiefer Sutherland, Julia Flat Roberts. Flatliners. Yeah, there you go. I didn't see either. Okay. But you're familiar with mm-hmm. the original Flatliners. Yeah, Oliver Platt, I believe. Uh, Oliver Platt is in the original Flatline. Yeah, Joel Schumacher. Yes, uh, all of those things are true. Yeah, uh, you want to take a crack at Flatliners? Who was in it? Uh, that featured. Let's uh, no, I I know it was Elliot Page, Nina Dobrev, I think, because yes. Kiersey Clemens, Diego Luna, Diego Luna, Kiefer Sutherland, Itamala Tambien. Um, in fifth place, I'm gonna say eight. Six and a half. Yeah. Very small. But I remember a brief period of time and I was like, oh, that movie looks like it could be cool. Yeah. And then reviews started coming out and everyone was like, it is not. Yeah. So we skipped it. We did but, skip uh, it. It's a shame. We, it was a shame. All right. Our second installment of Trick or Treat and we have our second Trick or Treat. Yeah. <laughs> I said the normal one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's a little thing we're calling around here uh, Halloween. <laughs> Let me explain Trick or Treat. It's a new concept. Uh, a friend brings in a horror movie and we watch it. That's how Trick or Treat works. If anyone tells you otherwise, they're a liar. If you hear anyone saying Trick or Treat out on the streets, we'll see them in court. <laughs> or just be prepared and be like, well, I don't know. What's, what movie is it? Because yeah. I don't know what they're bringing sure. in. Did but, you bring the mics? But this week, I think, you know what, no, I think we should just stick with Flick or Treat. I don't know why you really push for Trick or Treat. I think we should, we said Flick or Treat the first episode. I don't think we should change it now. I'm sorry to do this on mic, but I just don't think that was a great idea. I'm like, listen, 
on the one hand, I'm being attacked here, and that's no whatever. one's attacking. I'm not attacking you. But on the other I'm just hand, saying you're, I, I'm getting I'm getting negative feedback. It's not on the podcast. It's not. Well, I said it out loud. I put it in use, and it just didn't feel right. It's it, it was confusing to both of us. I think it should just be. Well, flick yeah, or treat. you're 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 right though. Trick or treat is bad, and flick or treat is good. Yeah, so we'll go with flick or treat on the second edition of flick or treat. Uh, we have our second special guest, returning favorite Ahmad Oates. Hello, Ahmad. Hello. And Ahmad brought with him a movie that not, no, none of us had seen again for the second uh, yeah. week. None of us had seen it. He brought in 2008's The Strangers. Frankly, I'd wish he'd left him at home. Released <laughs> on May 30th, 2008. Written and directed by Brian, with a Y, Bertino, starring Liv Tyler and Scott Speedsman. Uh, basically, a uh, uh, family, uh, family. Two people are attacked in a home. Yeah. Um, Very specifically, not a family. Yes. yes. Strongly starts out with them not being a family. Uh, what did we all think? We'll start with Ahmad. It was your pick. How did it go? What did you think of the movie? Um, I liked the movie. Okay. I was mentioning earlier that I think this type of movie and that, you know, a group of people are in a home and they are attacked by some masked or unmasked um, assailants. Um, I don't know. Something about that type of movie really does it for me. We were talking about Your Next and the Invitations a few minutes ago. Yeah. And this movie kind of brought those to mind. But I really like this one. Okay. Should see a therapist. Noah? <laughs> <laughs> I really like people being attacked in their homes. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Gives me great joy. <laughs> Satisfying. What a, what a thrill. <laughs> no, some people like now. I am... Um, I, I thought it was good. Mm. I uh, was thoroughly uh, disturbed. Okay. I uh, disquieted. <laughs> uh, wigged out. Quite a bit of wigging out by me during yeah. that uh, the You're, run of that one. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, overall, uh, you know, we'll get get into some specifics later. But broad broad strokes, good movie. Okay. I think we're all kind of a tear down from each other. Okay. Uh, I thought it was just fine. I uh, I thought the first half is really strong. I like the idea to give them characters, even though that's kind of immediately abandoned once the plot, the other plot starts. But I found that intriguing. Um, and then obviously the people behind people is always fun to watch and. Them being in the house and how did they get there and suddenly they're there and where we know but they don't. I thought that was fun and I think it runs out of steam pretty quickly. I think there's one too many. They're behind them and then they're not anymore. Uh, at one point, I shouted, "Just take her already!" I, need- <laughs> you have had so many opportunities to take Liv Tyler, do so. Um, and I think it just—it's it, a short movie, and yet I just kept going like, "We got to get to this end." This is the same thing. Or over again, and we also mentioned that there's so many times when the masked uh, intruders are behind them, and then the cuts the next shot, and they're not. And we said, "What? Are, why are they doing that?" And I and I thought, "Well, for, there's no reason. They're doing that for us, the audience, which takes me out of the movie because I'm like, there's no logical purpose for you to be doing that. I guess for your own fun of it, but I don't know why that'd be yeah, fun for I, you. I think for I think for some of them it does make sense. Like the the first one." When you see the guy in the house, yes, uh, I agree. I think that I think that makes sense for him. Like I think uh, I think he would like get 
some kind of sick little right. thrill. Right, he's, he's also test, he's like, testing. Right behind you. He's also, like, testing it. the boundaries. Like, yeah. how close can I get before I can, yeah. But after, like, two or three hours of doing that, yeah. I, I do think that uh, the, the fun wears off. Yeah, and I think it becomes less scary because I keep just going, oh, there they are again, and they're gone. Um, there's some good surprise moments. Uh, I knew the ending. I knew what, what was going to happen. Okay. Um, I know the last shot is her. It's a very famous last shot of her just, imp- just insanely screaming at the camera, which I don't think would ever happen. Uh, it's really funny when you think about it, um, and not frightening. Maybe in a theater, but even in a theater, I'd be like, he's reaching toward her very slowly. Something is going to startle us, and yeah. uh, and I thought that was a silly way to end it. But um, you know, the ending with we'll just say spoilers, right? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think there's really much to be spoiled about this movie. Sure. Like it, it goes bad for right. these two. Um, and I, I didn't expect. I, I expected one of them to survive. I was actually surprised that, like, in the end, they both just got stabbed. One of them, and that was it. One of them did survive. Oh <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I guess, I guess so. Yeah. She's alive at the end. Um, yeah, I think like the brutality of it. I, I knew they got just stabbed, tied to a chair. I wanted that to be. More brutal. I thought like mm. we built up this thing like they, they kept he kept cutting away, and I think there was a lot of science. He was a first time director, but he kept cutting away to like the serene outside, yeah. and like we had a lot of those shots, especially when she opens the blinds, and it's a very peaceful thing. I really think that if we're gonna go through the process of hearing her scream and just like just just show it, then like have us live in the brutality of it. Um, I, I just think that was like a, a little bit sub, weirdly subdued moment for a movie that is like we're we're being real hard and ruthless. Like you you you, you kind of protected us at the end. Yeah, yeah. I, I I do I do agree that I think there was there was way too much like toying with them. Mm-hmm. I kind of thought we'd go in like a few different stages. Like they'd be fucking around like outside the house, banging on shit and being in windows, uh, and then eventually. Like they would grab them and start their, you know, their their torture, their mayhem, right? And and then we'd finally move on to like, all right, we're gonna kill you now, right? Instead, it was it was just the like them dancing around in the shadows for kind kind of the whole run before yeah. the main event, and I did I did think that lost some steam, but I wanted I do I do want to focus on. Uh, just the po- the positives of it for me first, okay. which the uh, the beginning twenty or thirty minutes before anything even starts, like you mentioned, because uh, we do we do spend a lot of time just like them upset in a cabin, yeah. Like he's he's proposed, she's said no, thank you, uh, and they go back to the celebratory cabin, and it it's not good, uh, which does work as you said to just like give these people character and sort of ground it mm-hmm. in the world. But I also found it just, like, effective in a horror way because it's sort of like like the build-up to the build-up. Like, we know what we're doing here. And we we get absolutely no hint of that. This is the second week in a row. For the strangers, like, I, this movie's going to be fucking scary and I'm, I'm ready to be scared. And spending so much time, not only, I think, like, fairly, like, effectively getting to know these people and their problem right now but also just no nowhere near like the strangers yet right was like its own sort of like 
tension builder within me that I found to be pretty effective. I it wouldn't didn't build the tension. I almost wanted that to be a play. I wanted the movie to be a play. I wanted. I don't think we needed the cut back to the wedding reception at all. I think we could have acted like this was a one room play. They get they get home. Like maybe the car stuff is fine. You know, on the drive home, but then they get home and we just learn through dialogue and behavior what has happened. He puts the ring away, he opens it, the ring's still inside, they're both crying. We go, okay, well, something obviously, you know, they talk in vague sentences about it. I think that would have. Like, I'm not ready. Right, yeah, yeah. That's an ugly ring, bring it back. You know, I think. It, <laughs> I can't like, bring it back, it's yours now. <laughs> right, I think that we could have learned that through dialogue in a more naturalistic way as opposed to kind of cutting out of the atmosphere um, and kind of breaking that tension. I do think that... It was funny. You mentioned them, like, running through the woods. I do think that seeing, like, these masked um, killers just standing there and then, like, walking away or just in the dark or whatever, and then we see one with a flashlight is very funny. <laughs> like it just takes like they're just in the woods and they're like, Oh I'm gonna stand so far away and like they're not they're gonna be like, Oh, what is she doing out in the dark? And then you go, Okay, but I really can't see. Can we just <laughs> let's get the flashlight from the car? <laughs> I thought that was very funny. Um more positives did you have? I no, I mean the the only the only thing other than that is just that like the masks are creepy and the thing I think I think individually all like the them taunting them taunting the people like works pretty well. Yeah, I thought the banging on the doors was really creepy. I, the mask really didn't do anything for me. I thought the bath. I just feel like I've seen creepier mask. The banging on the doors was creepy. The I think the writing. What? I just I'd, I'd like that to be your response to the strangers. <laughs> if they mask. were to ever intrude upon your life, I've seen, I've seen a creepier mask, guys. What is that? A burlap sack inside <laughs> out? I, okay, great. I it was the creepiest one. So oh, they yeah, have sack, like sack mask is by far <laughs> the winner of the mask. They just the, the two the two women just bought their masks <laughs> from like Halloween. Okay, see, I'd like you to say that if the strangers ever <laughs> broke into your place, I'd go, you two just bought these masks. Yeah, at, um, least, at least this upstanding gentleman put the work in. I gotta tell you, a lot of can I shake of, your hand, sir? Yeah, no, I, I'm sorry, I'm tied <laughs> to the chair, but I I just want you to know that I want to. I think we're actually revealing a lot of the stranger's backstory right here. This I, is, I was I was gonna get into that. Like, well, let's uh, let's go let's go right. Do we about the strangers? Do we think they're a family? Is this a weekly outing for them? They just they're go a th- around? I think they're a thruple. <laughs> Uh, I want. I also wanted to see their faces. I thought that would have given it a real creep factor, as just to show sure. that they yeah. look like normal people. people. Yeah, hiding. I think that he thought hiding their faces would be scary in some way. But I think if we just show them, they look like normal adults. Mm-hmm. Is inc- is very yeah. creepy. They're just they're they're just regular human beings. Yeah. Um, I did want to bring up the. Uh, you know, there are obviously a lot of tropes that this movie takes. You know, the, she hears people in the house, and then we see she's waiting for them to walk in the door, and it's yeah. her husband. And the Glenn Howerton of it all. Sure. And I don't want to put this against the movie, because you have to take each movie on its own. But we did just watch The Descent. And the way that that was done with the killing an innocent person by mistake yeah. was a thousand times more effective than this as soon as we saw mike pull up we just know okay well we're done here this is he's he'll he'll be killed someone has to be killed 
this is it. And then as he's walking toward the door, even though the guy's behind him, I guess the idea that Scott Speedman shot him is the, is what is happens quickly and kind of rashly. But yeah. with the descent one, it completely takes you by surprise. Whereas this, it was very much mapped out for the audience. And so that lost a lot of its kick for me. I agree. I To me, it was mapped out so strongly that I was like almost positive that Mike was just going to get an axe to the head. Right. I thought he was going to get. I thought he was going to get shot. Yeah. Like that that was surprising. That this to be surprised by this guy just approaching with an axe, and then axing him and go, oh shit! Like that would have been cool. Uh, and then he just got shot anyway. Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. He also showed up earlier than I thought. He yeah. What do you say? Four a.m. Is that what he yeah. said? Like as soon as he called him, I was like, okay, so you're gonna show up yeah. while they're getting attacked. You're gonna get killed. And then when he showed up, I was like, oh, already? Uh, okay, I guess. <laughs> also, if either of you call me and like don't tell me what's happened, and you just go, "It wasn't a good night." If you could just well, be here by four a.m., like I'll be there at nine. I don't think anyone's in danger. I'm not waking up, especially because it was a road trip. I'm not waking up at two a.m. Roughly, like a road. Trip, how long would you say? Do you think a road trip is like two hours, or is it plus? I uh, yeah, I'd, I'd I'd say road trip has to be over two hours. Okay, so I'm not waking you... up at one a.m. to drive you. Oh, it wasn't four a.m. because they knocked on the door at four a.m. Yeah. Uh, All right, so he picked so... him up at like, but it was dark out when he got there. It was like pitch black. Yeah, yeah. like. Maybe five five thirty. Yeah, I, th- I think if yeah, if no later than that. Yeah, yeah de- definitely no later than six. Just because there was a lot of movie after that in the complete yeah. pitch black darkness. Yeah. Let's call it five. Liv Tyler, you know, football crawled all the way. Football, like military crawled all the way yeah. from one place to one place. Um, yeah, I'm not waking up that early for you guys. If it was not an emergency. I'd be there. But at it's nine. a big night. He was gonna propose, and then it didn't work. I mean, be we'll see. Yeah, All right, fine. Glenn Howerton, excellent friend. <laughs> yeah. I miss Mike the most. Um, what else? I. Either of you? What do you else you got? Well, uh, I don't know. Did you want to get any, any more of the uh, of the backstory of these people? I think they're a family for sure. Yeah, I was. I got. I'd, I got like mom. Mom, wife, or like mom, husband, daughter vibes. The blonde uh, seemed to be like in her twenties when she was at the door, though, didn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd call, I'd call her I the think, daughter. Yeah, I think the blonde was the daughter. I, I got the vibe that they're both daughters. Oh, this is a father of daughters oh. situation. Uh, which is why, like, he has the homemade mask. He's in the old ways. They're oh, like they went to Party City. <laughs> They're like they're into like they're still there. They're still stabbing, but they're they're kind of the new generation of stranger. You know, they always uh, say New York. Stranger is, is their last name. They always say New <laughs> Bill Stranger. They always, like, <laughs> they always say New York is the city that never sleeps. You know what I think it is? What Party City? Mm. Okay, I think Party City goes. Well, oh, they're night. open twenty four hours now. Goes all night. Yeah, I. That's so, a city that never sleeps. So this guy, Bill Stranger, uh-huh. that's the, the double entendre in the title. It's the Strangers, like the aristocrats. It would be like a name, like Bill, but it means something. I uh, so like, I'll think of it. Go ahead. Okay, I'll try to think. I uh, and yeah, like that's you know she she answers their question and he like gives her a look, like he they're did. not supposed to talk. He that's did. in the rules of this tradition of the yeah. Stranger Clan. 
Uh, but she broke it because she thought it'd be creepy. And she's going to hear about it when they get back to their Texas Chainsaw home that they live That's in. That's a movie. Uh, it is a movie. A good one. <laughs> uh, I that, that, that all, like, just to me, like, I'm, I'm kidding around, but was very clear that this guy is bringing his daughters up in the way. Are you of, serious? Like, you honestly thought that, that that's what yeah. you got from the wow? Yeah, hundred percent. Wow. And he's and and she she's breaking the rules, and he's not happy about it. Uh, but but ultimately, because this was her first time out, the 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 older sister. So he was like the Charles Manson to their dumb hippies. Yes, <laughs> uh, the older sister uh, in the pink sweatshirt tells her that next time will be easier because I, I don't think this is a weekly thing i think maybe like maybe like once a year once, a once year. you turn 21 we go out on strangers halloween <laughs> in the way that there's like canadian thanksgiving which as we uh, all know is late summer may 30th may 30th <laughs> strangers <laughs> halloween i uh, yeah this is all a uh, yeah. That was that was all that was all spelled out in a way that like I don't I don't know that I'll call it like definitely intentional mm-hmm. but I I thought I I did, I found kind of deft. Okay. And so when she when the the youngest daughter first knocked on the door and was like is Tamara home? What are are they just going around knocking on everybody's doors and in case somebody answers that's why yeah. they knocked on the door but that was just them figuring out if people were home? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, and then and then she's just fucking around. Yeah, and then she's like, "All right, we got you now." <laughs> Is it possible that this house was that secluded? I mean, like, so- a lot of gunshots, uh, fire in the yard. Yeah, I mean, that's 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 what got me. Like the the gunshots, cars ramming into each other. Yeah, the gunshots I can kind of buy that in like wherever that like sure. upstate New York, people are hunting like, in the in the summer home. Space five in the morning. Like sure, you hear a stray gunshot here and there, uh, but then the multiple car crashes and truly the burning of this guy's car in the street. Like there's also just like the ba- the uh, car crash, the banging on doors, they're throwing whipping shit at windows. Yeah, it's a lot of noise, especially in a secluded yeah. area. It is. It is strange to me. That there is nobody at all around, yeah. and it's not it's it's not winter. Like if this if this was like ooh the lake house, but in winter because we're here, like fine. But where is anybody? That's what I want to know. Where is anybody? Where is anybody? That's gonna be the the tagline for the Strangers Three. <laughs> you would like a, you would like a movie called The Rental, Ahmad. Really? Came out last year. It's uh, directed by Dave Franco, co-written by him. And it's about uh, people who rent like an Airbnb place and then are attacked. Seems, seems up my alley. By the strangers. <laughs> it's no, it's one person <laughs> who attacks them. Um, the stranger. It's the stranger. Like, don't breathe. It's probably it's in that same. Oh, house. I love don't. Breathe. Oh yeah, it is. Don't breathe. Sort is so of good. Like inverted. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, don't breathe is great. It is. I haven't seen the second one. Neither have I because very few people have. Because like, why is that your story? He's the good guy. Why are we redeeming him? He was turkey basting people. Yeah, this is you know Brian and I have talked about this many times since the movie came out and has come out. 
fundamentally the idea is sound its mm -hmm. roots are in terminator and terminator 2 this this big hulking brute is the villain yeah. but wait he was kind of cool what if he's the hero now what they forgot is the turkey baster of it all and also the terminator is a machine who can just be programmed it's not like a human who has to learn from their mistakes the yeah. machine just flip a switch and all oh, i'm a good guy i don't remember what i did um there could there could have been a world in which the first movie was just about these kids that broke into his house and he's totally fucking them up because mm -hmm. he's like listen i live here like keep away from me and then he takes it a little too far yeah but instead there was the whole extra plot about his daughter and the turkey uh, which we did you, we saw that you, did you see that in theaters from you, yeah we saw that in a marginally crowded theater and when that shot of that baster and just drip 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 the whole crowd went oh yeah. my god yeah. it was it was incredible I, it might might be the single strongest theatrical watching like reaction i'll never forget i'll also never forget when she shoves it in his mouth and squeezes it and the crowd's just laughing and going like oh no incredible yeah, that incredible that's a go that's a go watch it's terrific let's watch it now um <laughs> anything else about the strangers I I am uh, I am satisfied with our uh, with our discussion. All right, one. we have two. We're gonna have two lists, Ahmad, uh, mm -hmm. for the for the viewers. A list of the scariest films that we watch, okay. and a list of the best films. So at the end, okay. you can pick: do I want to go quality, or maybe one with more scares? So no, what do you yeah. think here? I think this is pretty clear cut to me. Uh, this was scarier than audition, but audition is better. I think audition is definitely better. I I'll give you the I don't I wasn't as scared by it. Okay. But I can see how it is just scarier. Um, when I went to go put the Oreos away, I definitely was like, do I want to close those blinds in there? Um, <laughs> and I didn't feel that way after audition. I didn't think, do I want to very thin actress who's creepy? Um, do I want to go through with my scheme to find a wife? <laughs> Do you think she's gonna paralyze me and then cut my foot off? I don't know. Uh, you you absolutely should have closed the blinds because I actually now that I remember we watched Hereditary here and you sure did. I had the exact same thought when I went to the kitchen. <laughs> I was like, mm, the blinds are too open. Yeah, both times today and when we watched Hereditary. Yeah, so, so yeah. all right, I will give you that. Fix those blinds. <laughs> <laughs> These won't go down it's all a, the way. It's a it's a repeating hazard. Um. All right, so uh, the best one, uh, Audition, followed by The Strangers. Scariest list, The Strangers, followed by Audition. Uh, next week, I believe, and I'll just announce it now to put it out into the universe. It's supposed to be week one. We have Suffolk coming in, bringing Malignant by James Wan. So if you want to watch that, that's on HBO Max. Uh, that'll be next week, and we got to pick a movie for Mod. No and I, ever since you said The Strangers, have a pretty good one in mind. Okay. And I think nothing has changed after watching it, that I think we should we'll just Yeah, do that I mean, it, it's de it's definitely the most relevant piece yeah. we could make. Yeah, maybe we'll think if the, there's like a cool mask movie. Yeah, the, I, the, yeah, the only thing <laughs> is if we, want, if we want to go like outside the box, but sure. there, is, there is one movie that is just like the clear response to And now that we know how much you like about movies where people are like invading people's homes... It also brings it up for that it's yeah. a much better version of this that we watched. Um, so that'll be uh, in a few weeks. Oh. Next week is Malignant. What? I'll, I'll tell you later. What? I looked up the wrong movie. 
He'll tell me later. Um, this is the end of the podcast, Noah. So recommend a movie for the folks this week slash weekend. Ahmad, we're going to ask you the same. doesn't have to be in theaters. could be at home, whatever you feel. Right. I, I am going to... Uh, I'm going to go with... Uh, since I'm going first, I get the, uh, the privilege of taking this one. I'm going to go with the movie we watched before The Strangers uh, called The Descent, which we spoke of briefly uh, earlier in this discussion. Uh, it's on Amazon. We also had Amazon Prime, right? What's that? The Descent, Amazon Prime. It's on Amazon Prime, yes. yes. Uh, just group of a uh, group of women get stuck in a cave when their cave diving trip goes bad. Uh, also, maybe there's monsters later. Maybe. Who's to and say? Both both parts of that premise are really effectively done. I was very happy with the Descent. I uh, haven't hadn't seen it in like fifteen years and had a, like a memory of like oh yeah the descent's like really good, but is it gonna hold up? It did. Highly recommended. All right, Ahmad, what do you got? Uh, I'm gonna go with the original Candyman. Um, just to stick with the horror thriller genre, um, we all know the uh, Night of Costume Jordan Peele remake slash I guess sequel is out but let's let's give some more love to the original because i think it is a very well done movie and um, you can watch that i have no idea where you can watch that but <laughs> 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 i found it so i think everybody else will be able to find it too i am going to pick a little out of the box uh film um uh in honor of uh, melvin van peebles who recently died uh, we'll go with 1971's Sweet, Sweetback's Badass Song. Um, basically the most heralded uh, blaxploitation film in history. Um, very controversial. There's some stuff in there to read up on in case it doesn't uh, appeal to you. But um, it's got a, a Songs by Earth, Wind, and Fire. It's uh, in the National Film Registry in the Library of Congress. And uh, it's a way to um, honor... Uh, someone who recently passed that meant a lot to uh film and uh, specifically black film in general so give that a look i don't know where it is i think criterion collection has a bunch of his stuff um but also just rent it sure give some give give four dollars it's fine i'm sure it can be found um but yeah read up on it because i think there's some uh iffy stuff in it but um do that uh noah will plug us up you can find us at whatsintheboxoffice.com. We are on Twitter at WitBoxOffice. That is also our Instagram handle. I am on Twitter at Noah Drugi. I am at Brian DeCerberdias, URBR. Of course, the feed for our podcast can be found anywhere podcasts are found. We are on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Stitcher. Just to name a few of many. Just a few. Dozens, maybe? Like, I mean, podcasts are prolific. There were hundreds. There were thousands and others dozens. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone watching Midnight Mass? No? Okay. They probably are. All right, it's in the first episode. Flanagan. Flanagan. Yeah, Love his Flanagan. shows are big. You know Flanagan. He did House uh, uh, Haunting of Hill House and oh, Bly Manor. He's yeah. got a new limited series out right BG2. now. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, that was... that was Supposed to be great. No, yeah, it, it is supposed to be great. I was thinking of Oculus, which just... He did is, that, which is, which is yeah. good. Yeah, that's a good But movie. I haven't seen Ouija 2, yeah, so yeah. I can't speak no, to haven't. it. No, so shut up. Anything else? No, I've been told to shut up. <laughs> I mean about Ouija too. <laughs> no, I'm also done. All right, Ahmad, what do you have going on? What's the, what's going on with the podcast? What are you doing? Uh, 
nothing big right now. Just, you know, giving the hip-hop and R&B news. I'm thinking outside the boombox. Um, you can search TOTB, the podcast, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Yes, yes, yes. All right, next week, October. Noah, I mean... There's like four movies a week that are coming out. It's the most crowded month you've ever seen. A few in your of life. them are scary. A few of them will be scary. The first two is. Can you double check for me? Yeah. Uh, Venom. Let there be carnage. Nice. And another movie. Uh, the Adams Family Two. Is that it? Like, just no, it's just the, for, uh, October first. Coming out. Well, yeah, the Many Saints of Newark. That's what it is. We're watching the, all the Sopranos, and the I Adam could Family not remember. Is coming out on October first. Yeah, Adam's Family Two, uh, Electric uh, Boogaloo. Um, is that no, no. <laughs> Venom. Let there be carnage, and uh, the Many Saints of Newark. Um, big, big movies all month, and uh, that's next week. Start a big month. So tune in. This has been what's in the box office. I've been your host, Brian. And I've been your host, Noah. We'll see you next week. And if you feel safe, go see a movie.